in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, at 106, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Right now, it's 106. It's Tuesday. November 22nd, and this portion of the program, folks, it's brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Bricknick Hill Road in Lincoln. You know, the Lodge is perfect. People coming in town for Thanksgiving, you want to get together with old friends. It's a great place to gather. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Bricknick Hill Road in Lincoln. Well, at 106, I want to bring everybody uh, up to speed on all the news of the day. That The story out of Boston or Hingham, I should say, uh, with the Apple store. It is, it's so disturbing. And he was in court, the individual this morning. I want to play, this is uh, some of the coverage from uh, Channel 5. I want to play some of this. Here we go. Um, Matt Reed used to be at NBC 10 in um, here in Providence. He was there. And um, I want to... Let me uh, just hear the Channel 5 report on this. Here we go. The defendant told police in an interview after yesterday's crash that his foot got stuck on the accelerator and that he couldn't stop, resulting in his SUV slamming into the Apple store, killing one person and injuring 20 others. Now, that defendant, 53-year-old Bradley Ryan, was brought here to Hingham District Court just before 9 this morning, where he was charged with reckless homicide by motor vehicle and reckless operation of a motor vehicle. A witness told police she estimated the SUV was going 60 miles per hour when it slammed into the Apple store around 10.45 yesterday morning. According to prosecutors, when Ryan was interviewed by police after that crash, he denied consuming any alcohol or drugs that day, saying that he was at the Derby Street shops to replace a lens in his eyeglasses when his foot got stuck in that accelerator. He agreed to take a preliminary breath test, which registered a reading of zero, and he allowed investigators to search his cellular phone, and he consented to a voluntary blood draw. Though the outcome of this accident was horrific, and don't downplay that, it was just that it wasn't an accident. A situation like this, we have a responsibility to make sure we check the, check the operator, to check the vehicle. That's ongoing right now. Uh, and I think from the own statements that you heard, that it is, that allegedly the foot was stuck on the accelerator. Um, we'll look into that also. Now, prosecutors told the judge that while Ryan has no criminal record here in Massachusetts, he was charged with DUI in Vermont back in 2020, although that was later expunged. The judge ordered bail to be set at $100,000 cash and that Ryan is not to drive the vehicle. The prosecution also telling the judge that there is no evidence Ryan had any connection to the Apple store in Hingham or anyone that works there. Reporting live in Hingham this afternoon, Matt Reed, W. You know, that is, again, um, so frightening, folks, uh, with what happened with that. And I I, I don't know what to make of of that story. He is just saying his foot got stuck on the pedal. But that normally certainly does not work that way. So I'm not sure what to make of that. Now, let's I want to also just hear the um, let me hold on. I want to hear another story, uh, actually, on this. The uh, at the former, well, I don't know, former skills coach. The you know what else I want to play? Channel Twelve did do that story on the town, the workers in um, 
the town of North Providence, where they discovered them walk, working on the home or property owned by Mayor Charlie Lombardi. It's an odd story. Let me hear the full story on this. Here we go. Exclusive yard waste. I hire someone. I pay them. That's it. And if they're willing to work, why should I not uh, utilize them? Well, because it gets messy like this. You didn't know there were... You're making it messy, not me. Oh, I beg to differ. After watching our video that shows town DPW employees working on a property his family recently purchased, North Providence Mayor Charles Lombardi has suspended his second-in-command at the DPW. But the mayor insists the workers weren't on town time. Target 12 investigator Tim White is here now with the exclusive details. Target 12 was working another investigation in North Providence when our camera spotted a DPW truck pull up to a private residence and town employees started doing yard work. Records show it's at a home that was purchased by the mayor and his family. Shortly after 4 p.m. on September 30th, two North Providence town employees wearing their DPW sweatshirts are spotted by Target 12 toiling away outside this multifamily home in the shadow of Town Hall. Land records show the home was recently purchased by a limited liability corporation owned by North Providence Mayor Charles Lombardi and his family. That's you, obviously, saying hi. This is Lombardi arriving at the property that day, greeting the workers. Then, with keys in hand, the mayor unlocks the front door and disappears inside the house. A short time later, the mayor reemerges, and with a wave, he eventually departs. The town employees continue the yard work, then walk back to the DPW truck and take off. You can see the town seal on the side of the door. Yeah, I can't Target 12 sat down with Mayor Lombardi in his office and showed him the video. You know, obvious question here, Mayor, is it is it appropriate to use DPW employees driving a town truck, using equipment on your property, even if it is after hours? No. Lombardi says he paid the workers each $50 in cash and provided Target 12 with time cards to show the workers had punched out before arriving at his property. Lombardi says he hired the workers through his second-in-command at the DPW, Anthony Ritchie. Lombardi says he was not aware the workers used the town truck or equipment. I don't approve of that, and it'll never happen again. And this fellow told me that he's, he's done it before with the kids that want to work. I said, Tony, you can't do it. He said, these kids are hard workers, I understand. Not with town equipment. You Wait can't do that. So, so Mr. Ritchie told you that they have previously used town equipment and town truck to do private work? Not the truck. He said, the truck is my mistake. He said, I'll be honest with you. He said, uh, he, you know, Tony's a good guy, but... I'm going to think he's getting suspended, so I just want you to know that, too. In a phone call, Richie tells Target 12 DPW workers were allowed to use town equipment like leaf blowers and weed whackers on side jobs for years, but that practice is now coming to an end. Records also show Lombardi used the town's solicitor as the attorney to handle the paperwork on the purchase of the home. A Target 12 review found Lombardi has used the town's lawyer multiple times on his personal endeavors, but Lombardi insists it was never done on town time. You're not worried about blurring the line between your private business and transactions and the public nature of your job? I don't think the public, I don't think it's any of the public's business what I do personally. But you're using employees that I are... I just told you, I, no, no, I'm not using employees, I paid them. But they're also employees I paid of this them. town. 
So in other words, because someone's an employee of this town, that means I can't hire them when they're not working? Some people might think that's I don't care what people think. No, you don't worry about the optics at all. Nope. The same day as our interview with Lombardi, the mayor suspended Richie for one week without pay. Why should he take the hit and not you as well? This is your family's property. Well, because I didn't know. Well, you were right there. Yeah, well, excuse me, it was, it was on our town time. Mm -hmm. So why should I take a hit for it? In our phone call, Richie told me the mayor was not aware the workers took the town truck and called that a mistake. He said the mayor did pay the two employees in cash for the work and has previously as well. With the Target 12 investigators, Tim White, 12 News. Uh, I, I like the exchange between the two of them, Mayor Lombardi and Tim White. Folks, good afternoon. Right now, it's 114. I'm going to disagree with Mayor Lombardi on that as far as if someone's an employee, I think Tim White is accurate with how do you draw the line of, okay, do, I mean, it's it would be very easy to tell an individual, come in and do you know, four hours that I'll pay you for, but then we'll clock it. I mean, that that that's, I, I'm, I'm very surprised that Mayor Lombardi's getting involved in that. And maybe he says what, so I can't hire town employees. Uh, well, I, I'm paying them. Someone's getting suspended. I don't, I'm not sure what to make of that. I'm not sure what to make of that. Um, all right. I actually want to play some of that again. Um, I, I want to play some of that again simply because the mayor seems to be kind of going back and forth with exactly what they're with what their um, purpose is there. And Channel 12 did hype this. I also think it's interesting. Mayor Lombardi acts as if Tim White, he's the one that's bringing that up. So Mayor Lombardi has suspended a top official. I want to, let me, let me hear this again. Exactly, because they did hide investigators exclusive yard waste. I hire someone, I pay them. That's it. And if they're willing to work, why should I not uh, utilize them? Well, because it gets messy like this. You didn't know they were You're making it messy, not me. Oh, I beg to differ. After watching our video that shows town DPW employees working on a property his family recently purchased, North Providence Mayor Charles Lombardi has suspended his second-in-command at the DPW. But the mayor insists the workers weren't on town time. Target 12 investigator Tim White is here now with the exclusive details. Target 12 was working another investigation in North Providence when our camera spotted a DPW truck pull up to a private residence and town employees started doing yard work. Records show it's at a home that was purchased by the mayor and his family. Shortly.
shortly after 4 p.m. on September 30th, two North Providence Town employees wearing their DPW sweatshirts are spotted by Target 12 toiling away outside this multifamily home in the shadow of Town Hall. Land records show the home was recently purchased by a limited liability corporation owned by North Providence Mayor Charles Lombardi and his family. It's you, obviously, saying hi. This is Lombardi arriving at the property that day, greeting the workers. Then, with keys in hand, the mayor unlocks the front door and disappears inside the house. A short time later, the mayor reemerges, and with a wave, he eventually departs. The town employees continue the yard work, then walk back to the DPW truck and take off. You can see the town seal on the side of the door. Yeah, I can't f Target 12 sat down with Mayor Lombardi in his office and showed him the video. You know, obvious question here, Mayor, is it is it appropriate to use DPW employees driving a town truck, using equipment on your property, even if it is after hours? No. Lombardi says he paid the workers each $50 in cash and provided Target 12 with time cards to show the workers had punched out before arriving at his property. Lombardi says he hired the workers through his second-in-command at the DPW, Anthony Ritchie. Lombardi says he was not aware the workers used the town truck or equipment. I don't approve of that, and it'll never happen again. And this fellow told me that he's, he's done it before with the kids that want to work. I said, Tony, you can't do it. He said, these kids are hard workers, I understand. Not with town equipment. You Wait a can't minute. do that. So, so Mr. Ritchie told you that they had previously used town equipment and town truck to do private work? Not the truck. He said, the truck is my mistake. He said, I'll be honest with you. He said, uh, he, you know, Tony's a good guy, but... I'm gonna, he's getting suspended, so I just want you to know that, too. In a phone call, Richie tells Target 12 DPW workers were allowed to use town equipment like leaf blowers and weed whackers on side jobs for years, but that practice is now coming to an end. Records also show Lombardi used the town's solicitor as the attorney to handle the paperwork on the purchase of the home. A Target 12 review found Lombardi has used the town's lawyer multiple times on his personal endeavors, but Lombardi insists it was never done on town time. You're not worried about blurring the line between your private business and transactions and the public nature of your job. I don't think the public I don't think it's any of the public's business what I do personally. But you're using employees that I are I just told you I no no, I'm not using employees. I paid them. But they're also employees I paid of this them. town. So in other words, because someone's an employee of this town, that means I can't hire them? When they're not working? Some people might think that's I don't care what people think. No. You don't worry about the optics at all. Nope. The same day as our interview with Lombardi, the mayor suspended Richie for one week without pay. Why should he take the hit and not you as well? This is your family's property. Well, because they didn't know. Well, you were right there. Yeah, well, excuse me. It wasn't on town time. Mm-hmm. So why should I take a hit for it? In our phone call, Richie told me the mayor was not aware the workers took the town truck and called that a mistake. He said the mayor did pay the two employees in cash for the work and has previously as well. With the Target 12 investigators, Tim White, 12 News. Again, I, um, I give them credit for that. I give them Channel 12 credit for that. Um, I like Mayor Lombardi. I like Mayor Charlie Lombardi. But either you're going to have rules or you're not going to have rules. I um, And I would tell him that. Listen, I, I don't think it's a major thing that, listen, it's wrong. You can't have that. 
Because then it's the lines start to get blurred. Uh, then the lines start to get blurred as far as what can be done and what can't be done. I think it's a solid report by Channel 12. And I know, obviously, he was not happy about the report. Folks, right now at 122, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program brought to you by It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, maybe right now on this sunny Tuesday, you're on Menden Road. You could pop in. And see Marie at It's My Health, vitamins, herbal remedies, local products, acai, honey, maple syrup, bee fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products, natural skincare products. You know what else? Many of the products she has, essential oils, body oils, soaps, they make great gifts. Start your shopping early. There's a lot of people that are under the weather right now, that are not feeling well, that are sick. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Pop in and see Marie diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's my health because it's your health. Well, folks, good afternoon at 123. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. What I, I don't like is what you're seeing right now at the Rhode Island State House. That the governor, Governor McKee, is now just reacting to all these progressive activists. And this business that these people, oh, they're all homeless. No, actually, they're not. They're people that refuse to pay rent. They don't want to pay rent. A lot of them, they don't even want to go into a shelter. They, they demand free housing. They demand free housing. I believe the whoever it is that's in charge of housing, when he said they were offered housing and they declined it, I believe that because, you know, so much for the expression beggars can't be choosers. Because they're demanding they want free housing. They're demanding they want free housing. Now, this portion of the program also is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, if you have an appliance that's not working properly, call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. And the, the... there's an important element of this that I fully understand, and that is right now, if you're riding along and you're listening to the AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, and your reaction may be, well, my appliances are all working fine. But depending on the number of them that you have and how long you have them, at some point, one of them's going to go wrong. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Now, I've known Ryan for quite some time. Folks, Saturday appointments are available. Senior citizen discount is available. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. We had a problem with our dryer. Many times, maybe you're right now listing on this Tuesday, and you have a problem with your washing machine, or your dryer, or your refrigerator, or your stove, or your dishwasher, 
Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. When your appliance is dying, having a problem, call Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, going forward in the future, if your appliance gives out and you can't remember, because I get that a lot, people say, who's that guy that will fix my appliance? Ryan's Appliance Repair. Two items that can people consistently sometimes have problems with are a washing machine and a dryer. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Well, folks, again, good afternoon on this Tuesday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. That story certainly got a lot of play got a lot of attention and was what was also kind of different about that was that channel 12 was actually in north providence investigating another story and then that was a real quick heads up they they kind of stumbled into that let me just see i see that the providence journal homeless rhode island is saying they're being left to freeze outside i also let's just be really clear Last year, no person froze outside in Rhode Island. Last year, the year before, no one froze outside. I I don't know if there's anyone that's ever literally frozen outside. So I have a problem right away with the headline. Patrick Anderson, when Rhode Island leaders work on a plans to create hundreds of new shelter beds, an encampment of more than 20 tents remains at the front door of the state house. They should be turned away. They, that should not be allowed. There are people that have meetings at the state house and they have to walk through the gauntlet. How long the makeshift camp will stay occupied is anyone's guess. See, this is within the governor's people then just start to cave to all this. Residents of the tents and advocates marched past the new Christmas tree to demand shelter. They say they're going to get us vouchers. They say they're going to get us homes, food donations. I don't see nothing happening, said Jesse Oliveira, a tent resident. How about this one? We have a one-year-old child that needs to be taken care of, said Joseph Jackson. Every time we go to different places, they say it's full. Dan McKee needs to do something right now. Who are all these people in the shelter? What a disgrace out there with a one-year-old. Absolutely disgraceful. We want this. We want that. We demand free housing. We want free food. Blah, blah, blah. Until all the people sleeping outside have been offered a bed, no one should be asked to leave. Multiple attendees said they heard the police plan to clear the plaza December 1st. Chris Reyes, spokesman for the, who is he, housing someone? What does that guy do? Saul, somebody? Um, I just saw his name. Uh... Let's see. Um, oh, Josh, Josh Saul, state housing secretary. 
There are no plans to have individuals vacate the State House Plaza by December 1st. Why not? Get them out of there. This is insanity. Advocates for the homeless. They're not homeless. And state officials differ how many tents are needed. We want free housing. We want free food. We want... All these demands. Raya wrote, street outreach terms have visited the encampment of the State House three times a week for the past six to eight weeks. According to outreach staff, offering shelter resources. While state outreach can help people sign up, they can't guarantee a bed will be available. But who are then all the people taking up the beds? But the, the, what, who's paying for all this? How many of these people are working? You know why they don't have any money for rent? Because they're not, because none of them are working. I, we, this is absolutely becoming like the haves and the have-nots. But what I don't understand is why we have to pay for it. See, in the warm weather, the spring and the summer, they feel, I'm fine. I want free food. I have my tent. I'm just going to sleep outside. And I don't pay rent. And I don't work. And blah, blah, blah. Now, that's seemingly fine until the cold weather starts. And then what do they say? Now the demands start. I want free housing. I want free food. I don't want to work. I want money for Christmas gifts. I want free money for booze. I want money for cannabis. I don't want to have to work. (sighs) Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show brought to you by Propane Plus. Heating and cooling, they want to be your propane provider. Rhode Island and Massachusetts, or Rhode Island, call them 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Propane Plus, heating and cooling. Call them today. Now, they also have a very user-friendly website. It's propaneplus.com. Call them today, Propane Plus, 401-885-4209. Or in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. All right. I want to get also up to speed on some of the the news of the day. Other than that, look at the way the media, I believe, is just going along. And they're like collaborators. In no way do they question uh, these, quote, homeless advocates, where have these people been living? Why don't they want to be in a shelter? Do they work? The, no one should be out there with a one-year-old. That is so reckless and irresponsible. Should not be allowed. Then that child needs to be with Department of Health and Human Services. But, uh, and, and, and the, oh, we can't, it, it's, it's not... Is if there, how many people there are jobs? There's definitely jobs out there, but they don't. How many people listing right now? And you run a business and you still can't find enough workers. The answer is plenty of them. Okay, 
going back to the Boston story, Rob Mack pled not guilty, rape drugging. He is out on $30,000 cash bail. And he did have a female attorney with him in Boston, which I had been told he would have. So there's that. All right, let me just get to some other news of the day here. Um, I know Fauci is speaking out. When do we turn the page on all this? Right? When do we... How much longer do we have to... All these... All these old... Fauci's old. Biden's old. They are. Hmm. Uh, and then now things have died down with um, with President with President Trump. I'd be curious. Are, are there people that are going to be arguing about President Trump over Thanksgiving? Is that what people? Are the people really? There's there's no reason to. It's it's still an unknown. Wow, the Brown story made national news. The freshman at John University, first woman to play varsity baseball for N NCAA Division One team. Hmm. I mean, I know they're making a big deal of it locally, but I didn't realize it was going to be such a national story. How about that decorated Army veteran was the one that raced into action when the gunman opened fire at that club. That is a real hero. Some of the news that's out there, the whole pardoning of the turkeys is just foolish. Oh, wow, they have a story on that as well. About, boy, that, that, let me hear this about the Army veteran. Can we hear the, the sound? This is from the Today Show, folks. The LGBTQ nightclub is now opening up, and we're learning more about the victims and the suspect. NBC's Morgan Chesky joins us now with the latest. Hey, Morgan, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. And by all accounts, when the gunshots rang out inside that packed club queue, it was absolute chaos. People diving for cover, unsure of what was going on. But for Army veteran Richard Fierro, there was no time to think. With his own family's life at stake, he took action. I just know I got into mode, and I needed to, and I needed to save my family. And that family was, at that time, everybody in that room. It was a battlefield Richard Fierro couldn't have imagined. A beloved club where he came with his wife, daughter, her boyfriend, and friends for a drag show. But when the first bullets started flying, the 15-year Army vet who served four combat tours in Iraq and Afghanistan felt his instincts kick in. It's the reflex. Go. Go to the fire. Stop the action. Stop the activity. Don't let no one get hurt. Charging through the chaos, Fierro said he tackled a gunman who was wearing full body armor, knocking a rifle out of his hands, then wrestling away a handgun, using it to beat the shooter. He says he even enlisted the help of a drag performer at the club. I told her, kick this guy, kick this guy. And she took her high heel and stuffed it in his face. But Fierro wasn't able to save his daughter's 22-year-old boyfriend, Raymond Green Vance, who died in the attack. He's a good kid, man, and I loved him. I have never encountered a person 
who had engaged in such heroic actions that was so humble about it. The accused 22-year-old gunman has been arrested on five counts of first-degree murder, as well as several hate-related charges. We're also learning more about the other lives cut short in Saturday night's senseless shooting, five in all. Kelly Loving, a 40-year-old trans woman, is described by a friend as compassionate, generous, and trusting. Derek Rump and Daniel Aston were beloved bartenders at Club Q. It's just a nightmare that you can't wake up from. Ashley Paul leaves behind a husband and an 11-year-old daughter. Her sister, Stephanie Clark, telling NBC News their family is devastated. Ed Sanders, one of 17 people wounded in the attack, grateful to be alive. I want people to show some love to the LGBT people. We deserve the respect and the love like anyone does. I really hope people kind of use this and shake someone's hand, give someone a hug, give them a kiss. These are good people, man. These were all kids. And this morning, as this community shares their love in the form of flowers and crosses, we are learning more about the suspected gunman who remains in police custody in a hospital. We're told that while he is being held on charges, as this investigation deepens, more charges could follow. The DOJ looking into potential federal hate crime charges. Uh, but Hoda, on those murder charges alone, this suspect looking at life in prison without possibility of parole. Yeah, I mean, without question. Folks, good afternoon. Right now, uh, local time, it is, what time is it? One thirty-nine on this Tuesday, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the show, hey, remember our friends at Competition Shooting Supplies, John Francis, the defender of the faith. If you are looking to maybe sell some firearms or purchase firearms, ammo, accessories go see my gun guy competition shooting supplies 435 benefit street in Pawtucket. look for them on facebook arms for all skill levels selection assistance gun fittings preparation ammo and remember a gift certificate from competition shooting supplies makes a great christmas gift competition shooting supplies how do you get there 435 benefit street in Pawtucket. You go 90, if you're going 95 north, you take the last exit in Rhode Island, which happens to be exit 2A. You go right off the exit. You're going to go past the Attleboro train station. And then up, I think it's two lights, is you're now on Newport Avenue. You're then at the, in, the intersection of Newport Avenue and Benefit Street. And then just hang the left, and it's right there. Competition shooting supplies. Perhaps you would like to be a little more liquid for the holidays. Maybe you would like to have some cash. Maybe, perhaps, you have some firearms that you're not using or that you inherited. Well, you can sell them outright to our guy, John Francis, or maybe sell them on consignment. Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. I will be anxious to see how Governor McKee handles this situation with the the homeless, quote, people choosing not to work advocates. Uh, 
how they choose to handle that because there's there's definitely a feeling that the McKee people just cave. And I, I, I fully get that the media goes hand in hand with this of these homeless advocates that are then sleeping out on the um, on the state house steps they they do and they just perpetuate this this I think it's a myth that oh my god these poor people through no fault of their own they have no place to live they just oh, they they can't these as I've said they're becoming more and more individuals they are completely dependent on food on free health care, free food, and now they want free housing. And no one will explain why you have to pay for it, why I have to pay for it. Now, I'm looking at some of the headlines here. Roger Williams' Fatum hospital owners may be acquired by a nonprofit group. Prospect Medical Holdings, the Los Angeles-based company controlled by private equity, may be shedding its Rhode Island-based properties after nearly a decade of tensions with nursing unions and state regulators. They announced it has signed a definitive agreement with the Centurion Foundation, an Atlanta-based nonprofit. In the agreement, Centurion would acquire Charter Care Health Partners, which operates Roger Williams in Our Lady of Fatima, North Providence. In Rhode Island, they will review and either approve, reject, or approve the deal. Charter care hospitals have faced many management challenges, long history of financial struggles. Um, I, I know that they've had a number of problems with the nurses' unions. Let's see. At the end of October, the United Nurses Allied Professionals put Prospect on notice, running a full-page ad. It would take strong action if the employees are not protected. In early November... Union held an informational picket line at Fatima. Now, again, they say they're refusing to negotiate a contract that was fair. I'm sure at any moment now we should have Governor McKee and the Lieutenant Governor marching on the picket lines with these individuals. In the definitive agreement, Prospect would continue to own and operate, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Prospect spokesman work with them. So here we go again. We want, it's not that they want what would be deemed a fair contract. It's what they determine and announce would be a fair contract. That's what it seemingly comes down to. Right? Not whether or not it is, in fact, a fair contract. It's what they deem to be the fair contract. I think it's kind of funny that we did, locally they're doing all these stories about Jay Leno because he owns a home in Newport where he spends about two weeks a year <laughs> driving around some of the different vehicles. But be that as it may, um, if you're flying over the, oh, wow, if you're flying over the next couple of days, good luck. I think it could be tough. Zuckerberg resigning rumors sweep web. Now, that I have not heard. Mark Zuckerberg would resign from Meta or Facebook, whatever we're calling it. 
Disney bring back Iger, but history says that's a bad idea. I agree. Warnock leads Herschel Walker by four in the Georgia runoff. That is coming soon. That would be coming into play, I believe, on December 6th. The Don, meaning President Trump, faces legal challenges in four courtrooms in one day. (laughs) He has handled legal challenges before. I see no reason to believe that he will not be able to handle them going forward. I'll say that. I have seen no reason to believe that he won't be able to handle more of these challenges as he mounts his run. And there's going to be opposition. There definitely is. (laughs) You can also see the... um, the media, how they, I'm looking at a headline right now. School committee member in Rhode Island says the right wing is fanning flames of transphobia. North Kingstown school committee member Jennifer Lima, right wing attempt to fan the flames. Uh, who exactly does she go after? I, I don't, but look, look at the way that's even framed. Why, you think it's only, quote, right, first of all, I have a problem with the term right wing, but you are under the impression that the only people that are uncomfortable with all of this business about the pronouns and giving young children puberty blockers that this woman thinks that the only people that might be have a problem with that or would be uncomfortable with that would be those that are quote right wing. I I I don't I don't believe that. I don't believe that's the case. And I, I also notice how they're putting out this woman's message. Um, let me just, over the past 48 hours, my social media, email, inbox, and phone have been flooded with dozens of hateful messages calling on my resignation from the North Kingstown School Committee, fueled by articles released by Fox News and the Daily Mail. These messages are yet another example of the right wing's attempt to fan the flames of transphobia. Even worse, these articles were released November 20th, the Transgender Day of Remembrance. Words alone are not enough to express how much... Yeah, I I understand the Colorado Spring thing. Everyone does feel that way. But you're also in North Kingstown. November 12th, I shared a post from my page, Gender Inclusive Schools. Misgendering students from marginalized communities deserve respect, dignity, blah, blah, blah. We must not wait for reports of discrimination or harassment. Well, but what she, she... The onslaught of hate messages daring demand safe spaces, a reminder... Ah, safe spaces. Um, but what is disingenuous, though, is what, what the media is not reporting is this is the same woman that said that if you call someone by the wrong pronoun, that that is an act of violence. She said that. She said that that's it. An act of violence. That, that's not an... 
that that's not an act of violence. Boy, they are. They um. God, she's got the fans out though. But all this business of that's an act of violence is what we saw happen at the Apple Store. An act of violence is what happened in. Colorado Springs. Those are acts of violence. Not if you use the wrong pronoun. If someone says her and the individual preferred him, that's, I I, I, I don't believe that that is, that's not a violent act. It may be an insulting act, but it's certainly not a violent act. But that's that's why she is coming under fire. But I noticed that that is left out of the stories about her. Yeah. Purposely misgendering students is an act of violence. You know, actually, no, it's not. There's there's different ways you could describe this, but this also stems from in North Kingstown when you have the litter box, and they immediately said that if there's a child that identifies as another species that that child would then become a member of the LGBT community. So here's the Daily Mail story. Rhode Island School District Committee slammed as extreme, saying using the wrong pronoun is an act of violence that should be punished with prison. I noticed the local press that is writing about this is leaving that part of the story out. What a surprise. Act of violence, prison, Jen Lima, all of that is true. She posted that. Elected member of the North Kingtown School Committee facing backlash. She posted on Facebook, misgendering is an act of violence. She wrote, I recognize some may find the use of the word violence in the post extreme. Violence is defined as intentional use of physical force or power. Any act of violence in our school needs to be dealt with accordingly. Purposely misgendering students is an act of violence. Respond accordingly. Lima, who's a Democrat, won her seat 2020. She won blah, blah, blah. Um, when, you, when you believe words of violence, you take away from what is actually violent, one person wrote. That is true. Yeah, the misgendering she's talking about are the this Nicole is the um, the litter boxes. That's what. So some children go to to school and dressed as cats and roll on the ground and hiss and purr. And she claims if you don't refer to them as the pronouns they want. That that is an act of violence. Wow. 
What did Nicole say? If you believe you're under threat of violence, then to respond accordingly means you act in self-defense, which is physical, often violent action to protect yourself. She creates a hostile, paranoid school environment where violence is now more likely to happen next to her hysterical matches. The danger lurks around every pronoun. <laughs> Good for Nicole. I have to find that. Prison. Prison. If you call someone by the the wrong pronoun, prison. Let's see if I can find that quickly. Folks, good afternoon at 154. I saw um, Nicole just, what was that, two weeks ago? Prison. If you call someone by the wrong pronoun, that's different. Extreme view using the wrong pronoun. Let me see if I have her Fox News appearance. If I can find it. She is relentless, Nicole is. She is an attorney. She is certainly not afraid. Fox News did a story on this. Oh, okay. I think we have Nicole's appearance. Yeah, here it is. Thirteen eighty and ninety-nine point nine FM. Here we go. I think this is Nicole on Fox talking about it. Appointed a, a subcommittee to. Um change the curriculum in the school under an anti-racist or equity lens. Now, the school will say that, oh, this is just an advisory committee. They're, they just have some great ideas that they want to bring to the school. But really what happened was the school secretly appointed the members of this group and they charged them with doing official school board business. And then they wouldn't allow members of the public, such as myself, to watch them doing the official school board business that your elected representatives should be doing. So this is something I kind of stumbled upon initially. And then after doing some research, I found that there was this whole outside group that was getting paid. They were meeting weekly. They were getting public money. And they weren't allowing me to observe them doing work that was going to affect curriculum, hiring, programs for kids i mean they were they were truly um uh revolutionizing how my school district would be providing education and then leadership in my school was telling me that i wasn't allowed to see see them do their work that is uh nicole solace folks on uh, fox news you know one thing about uh some of these boy the the, the way they throw around Tolerating racism is racism. And this this Jen Lima, they they post things and then they get upset when people question them about their own words. That's when they seem to get the most upset. It's it's they don't like that their own words are then thrown back on them and or questioned such as the whole business of if you misgender someone it's an act of violence akin to a violent physical act now 
No one believes that. But they put that forward, and then they don't like if people quote it, and then question them on it. So I applaud Nicole for calling her out, drawing attention to it. Um, that's, that's the part that she seemingly has a problem with, is they, they, this woman who, who is extreme, by the way, this Jen Lemur in North Kingstown, she, she doesn't like when her own words are, are basically, you know, used against her. I think is a, a pretty easy way to say it. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show. <sighs> Using the wrong pronoun is an act of violence. I mean, that is just moronic. That's, that's not an act of violence. You, you may be upset about it. You may, um, but it, it's, it's not an act of violence. We're, that is not. And and now that misgendering, wow. Respond accordingly. Wow. All right. At 159, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, whether it's lunch or dinner. Or drinks in the lounge. Folks, a good time. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. It is coming up. You're going to hear the 2 o'clock news. I will be doing Facebook Live later. We have a lot of updates regarding the uh, Rob Mack case at the website, which is dipetro.com. So, folks, again, it's um, it's John DePetro. In- enjoy this uh, Tuesday. WNRI Winsocket.